Welcome to We the People, a podcast giving a Christian perspective on news, politics, hot topics, and much more. Hosted by Rodney Nesmith, worship pastor at New Life Fellowship in Lovelock, Nevada. This week, Pastor Rodney is joined by author and TV personality, Angela Stanton King. The latest episode of We the People starts right after this quick commercial break. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders across the country. So at Firehouse Subs, we don't just make subs, we make subs that are big, bold, and craveable. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Firehouse Meatball or Hearty Italian Sub, your choice for just $6.99 each. Firehouse Subs, enjoy more subs, save more lives. the latest episode of We The People. Here's Rodney. Hey, good evening, everybody. This is Rodney from We The People podcast coming at you live tonight. And tonight we have a very special guest with us and uh, Angela Stanton King. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us what she's doing and what she's about and then we will get into some questions, and ha- we're going to have a good time tonight. Good evening, Angela. Thank you for being here. Wow, it's such an honor um, to be with like-minded people, always sharing the same stage, whether it's in person or if it's virtual. But like you said, I'm Angela Stanton King. I'm a former congressional candidate. I ran in the Fulton County 2020 election against John Lewis. And, um, you know, I'm still in the fight. You know, there was a lot that went on there that we probably can get into a little bit later on. But I think what's important is that I learned from that experience um, and I'm still moving forward. Outside of that, I own my own nonprofit organization. I'm the founder of American King Foundation, and we focus on reuniting American families. The organization got started around 2017 when I began working with President Trump and his administration on criminal justice reform efforts. And President Trump was successful in passing the First Step Act. And then because I too received a full pardon from President Trump, I had experience going to prison and coming home and that whole rehabilitation. So I knew that there was going to be a need to feel once we had, you know, thousands of people coming home from prison They got to have jobs. They have to be rehabilitated. So we wanted to make sure that we had our doorsteps open when it came to filling positions for jobs. Because one of the things that I knew is that if you let someone out of prison and they don't have a way to make money, then survival kicks in and we kind of create this door of recidivism. So since then, I've just been on the front line, you know, still fighting for politics, still doing my work in the community, which led me to you and your show. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Um, and we're thrilled to have you on. Um, a lot of a lot of times that reintegration process for people that have been in prison can be pretty difficult, can't it? Um, it especially if you don't have support, or if you don't have the right resources. And right. Need. I mean, we deal so much right now in our society with so much homelessness. So imagine what's happening with people coming home from prison and don't have anywhere to live or not only just not having anywhere to live, just someone to trust them enough to want to give them a job and want to give them a second chance. So we deal with a lot of that. And if those things are in place, then 
you know, they get out and realize, hey, you know, I had it made in prison. It's unfortunate, but I get three meals a day. I get the shower. I have someone to live. I'm not mm-hmm. sleeping out here on these cold, hard streets. And we have seen, you know, some people commit crimes just to go back to prison, which eventually became their safe place. So we want to make sure that we're helping people that re-enter the community that don't have that support have a successful transition. Absolutely. I think that that transition is a huge issue. Um, Like you said, if they don't have a support system, then they tend to go back to the old ways, you know, that led them to prison to begin with, because that's what they know. And they don't have another avenue. At least they think they don't have another avenue to turn to. And uh, a lot of man, that people like you and that have organizations like this are a huge, huge leg up for people coming out of prison. Yeah, well, with me, I've kind of been there, done that. You know, I made some <laughs> right. decisions, you know, back when I was younger and I had that whole experience. And for me, I lost my mother and my grandmother while I was incarcerated. So mm. it was like coming home to absolutely nothing and, you know, being given a $25 check and a bus ticket and being told, here, go start your life over. I mean, you definitely pick yourself up from the bootstraps, as they say, and you have yeah. to figure it out but it's so much better if you're able to make that transition with people that believe in you and people that are willing to support you and that's what our organization is all about that's that's awesome now tell me a little bit about your experience with president trump and having your sentence commuted what was what was that like well i didn't have a sentence commuted i got a full and unconditional full pardon, pardon. my president my bad trump. um I had been able to work with him prior to the pardon, though, which was very, very okay. fortunate for me because my godmother, Alveda King, is very close to President Trump and his family. And she was already working with his admit within his administration on some issues that were dear to her heart. And so President Trump had basically come up with this initiative to kind of focus on criminal justice reform. And she knew my story. And because she knew my story, she set up you know, a a time for me to go in and speak with the president and explain to him my experience about being in prison, being pregnant, you know, being forced to give birth to my baby, chained to a bed with a sheriff watching and then having her snatched out of my arm 24 hours later. And all of this is for a nonviolent crime. So it's like my point was we're, we're watching the entire country cry out about family separation at the border And nobody's doing anything about family separation in the border. Anytime anyone in America is ever arrested, their kid doesn't go to jail with them. I mean, it's against the law. You could be driving in the car right now. And if you got a suspended license and they decide they want to take you to jail, your kid's not going to jail with you. It is American law. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that it was insane that America would fight that hard to bend the rules at the border but not in the border. Because what I've come to learn is that when the the majority of people that are in prison are in prison because of crimes or survival. Just like you have people that are willing to cross the border knowing that it's illegal, don't care about the consequence, they're in search of a better life. Well, you have people in some of these poverty-stricken inner-city neighborhoods that also feel that same way. It may be a single mother who's living from check to check and needs to go buy groceries and feels like, hey, I've got to write a bad check this one time. I'll get it caught up 
Well, that's a charge of forgery. There are a lot of crimes of survival. So if we could be lenient and compassionate to those at the border, then let's, um, you know, extend that same compassion and leniency to some of our families in the border that have been incarcerated and separated for a long time, especially for nonviolent offenses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what you went through with having your, your child in prison like that and then having them, you know, being like you said, hanging to a bed and then your baby taken away. I can't even imagine what that must have felt like. Well, you know, it was a very horrible, horrible experience, but I had no idea that 18 years later, I would be sitting in front of a United States president who was President Donald J. Trump that would hear that story and not only pass the First Step Act, but make it illegal for them to chain women to the bed during the birthing process. So I could not be more elated and honored that um, I would be used to basically change the laws of the land. So, you know, it's a wonderful thing now that same daughter is at MIT serving her freshman year. She won the Harvard Debate Championship. She was given a full ride from all of the top Ivy League schools in the country. And all I have to say is God can take a beautiful, a ugly situation and just turn it into mm -hmm. something very beautiful. Boy, that's beauty for ashes. That's that's what you know the Bible tells us. Beauty for ashes. God does amazing things when when we are when we allow him to and we get in the right place. He he'll open doors that we never dreamed of. This is so true. And so tell me, uh, how was it being with President Trump? Was he how how was he as a person? Um, what I love about President Trump is he's always the same. I don't, I mean, he's, he's a funny guy. That's one of the things that I learned. And he, he likes to joke a lot. Um, but I think that he's, he's who he says he is. I mean, you, what you see is what you get. It doesn't switch up. I mean, he's the same <laughs> person every time. And every time that I've been in his presence, I've been treated with the utmost respect. And, um, I just really believe that he has what it takes to get this country back on track. I completely agree with you there. Um, from uh, now, granted, I've never met him, but I've seen him a lot throughout my lifetime on TV and in interviews and different things. And to me, from my take, he always seems like the same person, whether it was on his TV show or whether it was in an interview or whether it as president, he always seemed to me to be the same person you knew what he was thinking. He was going to tell you what he was thinking and he was going to tell you how he felt about a situation. He's very straightforward in that manner, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm ready for some mean tweets. Thanks to Elon Musk <laughs> for restoring his account. I mean, you know, I like somebody that's just going to tell the truth. You know, that's kind of like how Amen. I, I don't sugarcoat anything. And I think that we have got to get out of our emotions and we need somebody that's strong and not afraid to say what needs to be said. I mean, God didn't call the weak for this battle. I mean, you've got to be a mighty strong warrior. I mean, if you know what it is that we're up against, then you know that it's going to take somebody like Donald Trump to help see us through and not just him, but warriors like me, warriors all over this country that are ready to stand up and say, you know what? We do not support, we will not stand for the abortion of a full-term baby up until the moment of birth for any reason. That is outright murder, innocent bloodshed. Right. No, we mm -hmm. will not agree with your gender identity insanity that's teaching children as young as three, four, and five years old 
that they should be able to sexually transition. Enough is enough. We, you know, God loves us all. You know, murder, not murder. It says his justice rains down on the just and the unjust the same. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We have to protect our children. We have a duty to protect our children. Yep. The Bible says you protect fools and babies. That's exactly what <laughs> the Bible says. And LGBTQ, no offense, but they're all sexual preferences. They're sexual identities. And we should not be identifying children as sexual anything. It should just be a child. And we need to get back to That's that. Right. And once we get back to that, I think the battle will be almost won. Yeah, I agree. Um, this this whole transgender thing and trying to have kids change their gender, which you can't do anyway. You All you're doing is mutilating your body. Your DNA is the way you were born, and you cannot change that. You're either born a male or you're born a female, and you can cut off parts or do whatever, but that doesn't change your DNA. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make junk. And you're, you were made to be who you were, are, for a reason. Yeah, that's so true. And just like you say, we've got to think about it. This has to be something more sinister going on here because, you know, where is all this money coming from? I mean, you guys are literally putting all of this funding into hormone therapy, mm -hmm. puberty blockers, surgeries for children. These yep. children haven't even experienced their calling. They're not even walking mm -hmm. into their destiny. I mean, when I was a little girl, 11, 12 years old, I was a tomboy too because I had a bunch of boy cousins and I had a brother and I wanted to ride bikes and I wanted to hop fences yeah. and I wanted to play football. But thank God my mother didn't take me to the doctor and somebody removed my breast because little right. did I know that I would become a mother of five. If they're removing the breast of these young women, we just saw just a couple of months ago, right here in our own country, a shortage of baby milk. Although there was plenty of baby milk at the border, but somehow our shelves in the border were just completely empty. And it's like, hold on, wait a minute. You've got Similac being sued. They're saying that Similac is 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 uh, dangerous to babies. The best milk for a baby is is the breast milk. Like every okay. other species every other animal on this planet if it's a horse if it's a cow if it's a pig if it's a dog <laughs> right. they feed their baby from their breast we are the only ones allowing them to tell us what to feed our babies and i think once we get back to what's normal once what's ordained by god then we'll be back on track i absolutely agree um, you know, that's part of, that's probably the biggest problem in our country and even around the world is the fact that as a nation, we have gotten away from our biblical foundation that this nation was founded upon. We've gotten away from it. We've turned our back on God and said, Hey, we don't need you in the schools. We don't need you. You know, we don't need the Bible in schools. We don't need prayer in schools. We don't need, we don't need you period. And, uh, and that has been the decline of this country is the lack of God and the respect of God and, and life in this country has been our downfall. Well, you know, that is so very true when it comes to God. But for those people who aren't religious like you and I, what happened to common sense? <laughs> right? Oh, like, Common sense was a thing that just kept you going. You didn't have to have any books. <laughs> you didn't have to have any type of education. You just knew, you just common sense told you this is the right thing to do. 
And we have gotten mm -hmm. so far away from common sense in this nation where it's like you'll be ridiculed for saying, you know, that's a woman. Parents, parental rights, they're losing their parental rights. You, as a parent, don't have a right to say that your male child, you know, is, is a boy. If you do that now, you're causing mental abuse. We have just gotten so far away from God's word, so far away from common mm -hmm. sense, so far away from what's normal and the origin of life. All of these agendas that we see coming down now, just like you said, they're all attacks against life because, you know, if our children and they're coming after them as young as two, three, four, five yeah. years old are taking puberty blockers that lead to infertility and they're not able to reproduce, then that's an attack against life. It absolutely is. If they're liberated by the feeling of abortion, just my choice, my choice, that's an attack against life. And it's mm -hmm. really scary to think about, you know, where we're going to be 25 years from now if 90% of our children are being sexually transitioned and aborted. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a scary situation. I mean, my kids are grown. Thank God for that. Uh, but I have grandkids and, uh, you know, and, and eventually they're going to have kids. And man, I, something's got to change before that happens because man, the road we're on is not a good road. And it's especially for our kids, it's not a good road. And I want my grandchildren to inherit a country that is like the country I grew up with, you know, where boys were boys, girls were girls. And yeah, we had tomboys, but so what? You know, yep. they grew they grew up and became women and had kids. And, you know, there was some normalcy to life. And we man, we're not seeing much normalcy anymore. No, we're not. And especially when we're seeing stuff not only just come down from our government, but being implemented within the Board of Education. I mean, reality mm -hmm. is that I don't know about you, but in my house growing up, my grandmother, there was a bunch of us grandchildren and she didn't have enough room for us to each one have our own room but we had a girl's room and we had a boy's room and we didn't have to share the bathroom with the boys. There was a right. reason, you know, to keep us separated. And even my daughter who grew up with three brothers in the house, she never had to share a bathroom or never had to be exposed to any male parts. So you're telling me after I've sheltered my daughter, protected her from being exposed, that I'm going to send her to school and some boy is going to come in the locker room because he identifies as a female and just whipping his john out. Like there used to be a thing called indecent exposure where if a male came in a bathroom and did something like that, it was against the law. Now yeah. we're seeing them legalizing it, but it is a straight attack against children and it just should not be happening. And this is why, this is why, and these are some of my final thoughts because we're prepping here for Thanksgiving. But this is why, regardless of religion, regardless of black or white, regardless of who's gay, who's straight, who has money, who does not, this is the time that we have to be unified. Because as long as we are divided, then the enemy can come in and he can attack our children because we aren't all standing on the same front. Because once I get through talking to people, they don't care about Republican or Democrat. They don't care about christian or muslim or who's gay or who's straight you know what they care about they care about the fact that children are being violated yep and that's what and we that's should care why, about yep and that's why we're seeing such a it's such a change in the tide yeah yeah and you know i was talking about the children and, and all the how they're trying to sexualize our children so young 
um, that, you know, Governor DeSantis putting that bill into place and they called it the don't say gay bill. And I mean, what a lie. There's nothing in the bill that says anything about gay whatsoever. It's about protecting our kids in a very vulnerable age from being sexualized. That's completely what the bill is about. And I can't understand people that fight against that. I mean, I, I don't know where their mindset is when they fight against something like that. It's really sad that they're not going and reading this legislation about for themselves. What's mm -hmm. happening is we have the fake news, like President Trump called them, but they're only <laughs> yeah. taking clips or they're spreading misinformation. And so you have these people who have not taken the time to go read the whole bill. Mm -hmm. All they're listening to is the little 20 or 30 second comments of someone else giving their opinion on the news and they're not going to research it themselves. We have to research the legislation. We have to read the bills word for word, get an understanding and know what it is that you are standing up and you are fighting for. There is no way that Americans are this sleep while the enemy is coming in and coming after our children. They better wake up before it's too late. Absolutely agree. Because, you know, the most vulnerable people we have in the country are our kids. And the most, um, you know, they're, they're so easily swayed one way or the other because their mind is still developing and they're, you know, they're little sponges. They soak up everything. So we have to be ca very careful what they're exposed to because that will get integrated into their minds at a very young age. And then it's very hard to change it because if we don't show them what's right from wrong when they're young, man, it's hard to change it when they get bigger. Well, you know, that's why they're coming after our children so young, because they want mm -hmm. it by the time our children get to be teenagers. That is something that's normalized. It's something that does not, you know, impact them. It's like some type of, you know, society conditioning that they're pushing through. But that's why us as parents, we've got to stand strong. I mean, now's the time to fight back. Yeah, and I, I love the fact that a lot of parents have, uh, especially with the COVID lockdowns, they had to kind of get more involved in their kids' education. And they found out a lot more about what their kids are being taught in school. And that's why you've seen a lot of a, a lot of school board meetings and a lot of parents showing up at school board meetings going, um, excuse me, this is unacceptable and you will not teach this to my kids. And I love the fact that a lot of school boards have gotten taken over by parents because of this. And they're saying, oh, no, we're going to change this and we'll get you out of a job real quick. Yeah, I've seen it happen. I see it happening and it needs to happen all across this nation. And I just really, really salute everybody that's taking a stand. Yeah. And that's, the, you know, that's a, one of my, my daughters, man, they're with their kids in school. They take no guff from the teachers or even the principals. If their kids are in the right, they go in there and they stand up for their kids and they say, uh-uh. No, you're not going to do this. My kid didn't do anything wrong. They were in the right in this position and they're not going to get punished for that. If you've got a problem with that, you can deal with me. Yep, that is so very true. We're seeing a lot of mama bears come out, fathers fighting mm -hmm. back because I mean, it's just getting absolutely ridiculous. But it has been, you know, such a pleasure for me to be on your show. I enjoy speaking about all of these topics. And you know, anytime you ever want me to come back, all you gotta do is let Stacy know and I'll be glad to come on the show and discuss some more topics with you again. Well, I appreciate you being on and my listeners and viewers will appreciate it as well when they see this. I know they're gonna enjoy this. 
and you've been a phenomenal guest. And I thank you for your time and for your your comments. Loved it all. And uh, I thought we had a good time tonight. And I appreciate you being on. We absolutely did. I can't wait to come back again. Bye. It sounds great, man. I'd love to have you back. Good night. Have a great night. Good night. Okay, we're good. Anytime you want me back on, just let me know. I think I smelled my rice in here burning. So I'm like, let's. <laughs> okay, there you have it, people. That was Angela Stanton King. And uh, man, that was, a, that was a good time with her. It was, I'm just, uh, it's kind of sad that it was so late back there on the East Coast and we had to cut it short, but it was good. And uh, she was a great guest and I look forward to having her back again. So that's going to be all we have for this week. I pray that everybody will have a great Thanksgiving. Remember what you have to be thankful for. We all have something to be thankful for. And uh, I'm thankful for our families, uh, this nation. Uh, I'm thankful most of all for God and uh, his, the relationship I have with him. And uh, so God bless all of you. God bless your families. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will see you the week after Thanksgiving because we're taking uh, Thanksgiving time off to be with family and friends and do the, do the whole Thanksgiving thing. So God bless from We the People. Have a great night, and don't forget to share and subscribe, and uh, let's get things on the right track. God bless. <laughs>